Donald Trump fired the head of cybersecurity over Twitter. Michael B. Jordan is People Magazine's sexiest man alive. And BuzzFeed News' Dan Vergano joins us to talk about the race for COVID-19 vaccine. The date, November 18th, 2020. The time, news o'clock. Hey, everyone. I'm Casey Rackham. And I'm Zach Stafford. Welcome to BuzzFeed's News O'Clock. Hi, Casey. I hear you're in a reality TV show binge today. Is that what's happening? As if that's new for me in any way. I do want to be clear to, to everyone. I watch all kinds of TV, just not reality. <laughs> but I, I, I will say that I have found a lot of comfort in reality TV during the pandemic specifically. I like have not had it in me to watch like as much drama save for the crown. Um, and even then emotional, you know, I, I've been telling you all about me crying yes, about you Diana. you have a lot of feelings. You're currently on a break <laughs> to give yourself I some on a break. space emotionally, which we support people setting boundaries and consumption of TV. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I have to talk about the show. It's on Fox and it's called, I can see your voice. And you know, who knows? I feel like they have various like forms of like, you know, the mass singer. And then there's like some sort of dancing one too. But anyways, I want to watch this one because my sister worked on this show. And so I want to check it out and I don't know why, but I'm addicted. I watched six episodes in one night. It is like, it's literally these six people, right? They're like, they've been cast in some way or another and they all lip sync. Okay. And then there's a contestant and the contestant alongside a panel of like five famous judges have to decide who's a good singer and who's not just based on their like mannerisms, how they lip sync, like, et cetera. But you don't like, don't hear their voice. And it is truly bizarre, but fascinating. That is and then, so weird. And then if they sing, you know, you either lose money or you don't based on what you thought of them being good or bad. And I don't know why I'm into it, but please watch it and tell me so, what you think. Casey... <laughs> I have a big question here. You know, we are both part of the LGBTQ community yes. and lip syncing is a, is a hallmark of our, our yes. culture. You know, drag race is a cultural artifact, drag queens, uh-huh, et cetera. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Why is it that the heterosexual community has become obsessed <laughs> with lip syncing lately? Like, I don't they get really it. They really have. They really have. I don't know. I, I, I think because the queer community was just so good at it and they were like, oh my God, this is amazing. Round of applause for everyone. And now they're in, which you know what? I'm not going to be mad about it. We are good at it. We are great. And there's like, cause there's the other show, is it on FX where people like perform songs, like celebrities come on and lip sync and Chrissy Teigen. Oh was yeah. Like I forget. It. I forget what network that's on, but yeah, I watch that too. <laughs> but yes, the straights do love that show. It's <laughs> wild. Well, good for y'all. I will check this out. I'm not a big reality TV person, but that sounds fascinating. Don't worry. I've got, I've got you covered. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Zach, it's time for today's top stories. What's going on? All right. So there are some strange vote certifying shenanigans going on in Wayne County, Michigan last night. Originally, their board of canvassers deadlocked on whether to certify the results, citing, quote, out of balance precincts. But listen to these public commenters just hammering the electors who chose to not certify the results. Just know when you try to sleep tonight that millions of people around the world now on Twitter know the name Monica Palmer and William Hartman as two people completely racist and without an understanding of what integrity means or a shred of human decency. You, The law isn't on your side. History won't be on your side. You are a disgrace as relates to the ability to have a free and impartial election in this nation. You have 
dishonor the legacy of veterans, the legacy of seniors, the legacy of all of those who've been left out and miscounted for generations. The Wayne County Board of Canvassers overturned that decision later that night with a unanimous decision and certified the results. But that certification comes under the condition that the Secretary of State's office conducts a comprehensive audit of the unexplained out-of-balance precincts across the county. Meanwhile, Donald Trump fired head of cybersecurity and infrastructure security Chris Krebs in a series of tweets Wednesday night. If you're wondering why this happened, this is what Krebs had to say in a PSA for SISA's YouTube channel in October. The last line of defense in election security is you, the American voter. So be prepared for efforts that call into question the legitimacy of the election. I'm confident that American voters are going to decide the 2020 election, and you should be too. So get out there and vote with confidence and help us protect 2020. Trump's main reason for firing Krebs was his belief that the 2020 election was not the most secure, even though election officials on both sides of the aisle have widely agreed that it was thanks to Krebs' help. Krebs tweeted in response, quote, Honor to serve. We did it right. Defend today. Secure tomorrow. Hashtag protect 2020. And finally, stop as if you've heard this before, but more members of Congress have COVID. Iowa Senator Chuck Grassley, who is 87 years old and has not missed a vote since 1993, announced he tested positive on Tuesday. Grassley isn't alone. Alaska Congressman Don Young, who is currently the longest serving member of the House, also tested positive last week. You might remember yesterday that Senator Sherrod Brown encouraged everyone to wear a mask in session, and maybe he has a point. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, more uh, positive cases, and we're probably going to be seeing more. I mean, it's about to be winter, and we're going to see these cases rise. We, We really are. We really are. So I know people are probably picking up on the fact that we keep talking about a lot of people you never heard of that work in the government, like head of the GSA, Emily Murphy, or Chris Krebs here. Um, and I want to point out the fact that these people were not elected to office. These are career folks that work in jobs, jobs like many of you have, and they're not very politically active. So they're just trying to do their jobs. And President Trump is trying to make them more politically active. And that's what we're seeing right here is that tension between them being like, Listen, girl, I'm just doing my job. I'm trying to follow the rules and just make this government work as best as possible. But you want me to get involved in the political nonsense that is going on right now. Also, I'm sure someone is keeping count. How many people has Trump fired since he has lost this election? I mean, that number is also rising. It's you. (laughs) Wow. Good one. That one. Actually. Okay, Casey. Casey got a little jokes today. Um, But Trump is famous for firing people, if you remember from (laughs) The Apprentice. that's fair. I do recall that. And, you know, he too was fired from that show as well. He has now been (laughs) fired from the White House. So, you know, there's just firing is the theme this week of our lives, and I just want us to all survive through them. (laughs) All right. So, Casey, what do you have going on in the entertainment world? Well, Spike Lee has announced his next big project, and um, it's a little unexpected, to say the least. He's going to direct a movie musical, about Pfizer's original wonder drug, Viagra. Yes, Viagra. In a statement given to Deadline, Lee wrote in part, quote, Finally going into my fourth decade as a filmmaker, I will be directing a dancing, all-singing musical, Spike Lee joint, and I can't wait. My mom's has been waiting too, and that's to Rogers and Hammerstein truth, Ruth. Lee co-wrote the screenplay with Kwame Kwe Arma, and it will feature original songs and music written by the team behind the Tony-winning musical Passing Strange. This isn't exactly Lee's first foray into the musical realm. He recently directed a film version of David Byrne's musical American Utopia. 
that's Rogers and Hammerstein truth is something that's going to stick with me for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> but you, I, I love Spike Lee. I think he's a tremendous creator, artist, you know, cultural uh, figure, leader. But why Viagra? What, why? Yeah, th- that is that is my question because he is he is a great filmmaker, and I'm gonna watch it. I like what he has to say through through film, and so I'm just like, but yeah, what what was going on in his head and in that room when he was like, I know what I want my next project to be about, and like. We're not going to jump into conspiracy theories on this show, but why is Pfizer just popping up everywhere this I week? Know, I know, I like, know. <laughs> why? <laughs> Pfizer's releasing the COVID-19 drug. Pfizer has a musical. What is Pfizer also going to be in Real Housewives of Salt Lake City? I just don't, I don't know what to expect Jack, from Pfizer. I love conspiracy theories, so let's get this one rolling. <laughs> like, my God. I mean, I love it, but also is this branded content. I, I have many, many questions. So, Mr. Lee, if you'd like to have a conversation about this, uh, News O'Clock is... The door is open. We're here. We can talk about Viagra. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Moving on. People Magazine has named their sexiest man alive for 2020. And it's none other than Michael B. Jordan. The announcement was tweeted out late last night alongside this perplexing quote from Jordan. The women in my family are proud of this one. In the accompanying article, Jordan says he doubted this is a title he'd ever earn, saying, quote, you know, everybody always made that joke like, Mike, this is the one thing you're probably not going to get but it's a good club to be a part of. To which I say, sure, Michael B. Jordan, sure. (laughs) The article also points out that among Jordan's many accomplishments is the fact that his company, Outlier Society Productions, was the first to adopt an inclusion rider, which ensures that filmmakers hire a diverse cast and crew. All right. Well, congratulations, Mr. Michael B. Jordan. But I do not buy this moment of humility of like, I was never yeah, going like, to be. Who, who me? <laughs> what, girl? Please, <laughs> come on. If anything, that's the most consistent thing about Michael B. Jordan's career, because his acting strength is not this, is that he's hot, is that he consistently is smoking hot and people want to have relations with him. So this was inevitable, especially in the year of our Lord where people care about Black lives and the movement for Black Lives Matter. Like, of course, the person was going to be a Black person on the cover fight. <laughs> Because <laughs> it's mostly not been black people. Only like maybe Idris Alba is the only other, and Denzel Washington are the only others in the decades that's been happening. So, Michael B. Jordan, thank you for the PR spin here, but this was expected. I, I, this was coming for you. Nice try. All right, when we come back, we're talking about what happens next in the quest for a COVID 19 vaccine with BuzzFeed News' science reporter, Dan Vergana. Fit. We're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. The NFL Podcast Network is your home for all things football. Do you love hearing analysis around the league with a touch of mirth? Or maybe you enjoy breaking down X's and O's in the college scouting scene. Do you breathe, sleep, and eat fantasy football? Perhaps you love the funny headlines that emerge each week. What if you want in-depth news coverage with reporters? Or what if you want to know exactly how each team got its name? Well, you're in luck because the NFL Podcast Network has a show for everybody. Our vast network has the NFL's best talent bringing you right into the action each week. 
There's always room to add more football into your podcast rotation, and our vast group of shows will surely keep you up to date with everything you need to know surrounding the National Football League. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. After 30 years, it's time to return to the halls of West Beverly High and hang out at the Peach Pit. On the podcast 9021OMG, join Jenny Garth and Tori Spelling for a rewatch of the hit series Beverly Hills 90210 from the very beginning. We get to tell the fans all of the behind-the-scenes stories that actually happened. So they know what happened on camera, obviously, but we can tell them all the good stuff that happened off camera. Get all the juicy details of every episode that you've been wondering about for decades as 90 90210 super fan and radio host Sissini sits in with Jenny and Tori to reminisce, reflect, and relive each moment from Brandon and Kelly's first kiss to shouting, Donna Martin graduates. You have an amazing memory. You remember everything about the entire 10 years that we filmed that show. And you remember absolutely nothing of the 10 years that we filmed that show. <laughs> Listen to 9021OMG on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. Well, it feels like we may have hit a turning point in our battle against COVID-19. There's been some really good news this week with word that we may soon have two vaccines nearing approval. But there's also been some bad news as the nation continues to set new records in numbers of new cases and hospitalizations. So should we be feeling hopeful or scared or something else? BuzzFeed News' science reporter Dan Vergano joins us now to break it down. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good to talk to you. So first, let's talk about the bad. We're definitely in the midst of another wave. In just the last week alone, the U.S. has seen one million new infections. What's happening here? Uh, well, the the pandemic has reached the middle of the country, essentially. We had the uh, earlier two surges that, uh, you know, you know, New York, very terrible. And uh, then in places like Texas, and now we're seeing in the upper Midwest and the central center of the country that it's reached it. It's, it's a disease, you know, you people get sick. And if you don't uh, try and prevent it, there you get it. And so we're seeing uh, terrible situations in places like Iowa and North Dakota, where hospitals are reaching capacity with cases. And it's this time is widespread among all these states. It's not just sort of localized in a few cities or places. It's really, really broadly spread across the country. And so it's worse now than it was in those even past two surges. Hmm. And this is all happening despite continued warnings for people to stay the course and not to gather for the holidays. But with Thanksgiving now just a week away, do you see this getting much worse? We're locked in for the next three weeks of more cases, uh, more hospitalizations and more deaths. It's, that's how disease works. You get it, you get sick, you go to the hospital and you die. So the next three weeks are are set. It it has been the pattern that as soon as people see the death numbers going up, then they start to behave, but they weren't uh, before this. And so this is the inevitable result. You know, you do the math, uh, Thanksgiving is closer than three weeks. And, you know, if people are still heading home when they're sick, they're going to make more people sick and it's going to be a bigger problem. And do you, you know, taking all that context into uh, into consideration here, do you think we're going to see areas go back into the lockdowns we saw in March and April and May earlier this year? You know, I'm in California. We have seen it the go to purple. Um, so we are seeing a sort of lockdown happening. But do you think this is going to be more widespread? Yeah, it's already happening. Even in places where they refuse to do it before, suddenly they have um, different restrictions. Or not all of them make sense. You know, bars after 10 o'clock. Okay, why 10 o'clock? Why not 9.30? But we're starting to see uh, 
even in places where you know governors and and mayors have refused to sort of do this sort of thing um it's starting to happen so you know the problem is it's all going to be patchwork and crazy and one county is going to be a or shut down in one county it's not and you know it's not as effective and efficient a way of doing this as as it could be but yeah that's where we're headed now let's get to the good. We're talking about two vaccines, one from Pfizer and one from Moderna. Both are claiming to be up to 95% effective after phase three clinical trials. Is there any difference between them? The big difference is the temperature requirements for the one vi- vaccine, rather, is uh, the Pfizer one is requiring minus 94 degrees Fahrenheit for uh, long-term storage, where they got to pack it in large chests of uh, dry ice to keep it viable, whereas the Moderna one uh, can be stored uh, in refrigerators and freezers and uh, still be viable. So that's that's really great news. And the fact that they're both so effective in these early interim uh, data releases is amazing. Uh, we were hoping for better than 50% effective, you know, maybe 60, 70%, 95% is great because that means a lot fewer people have to get them. So in order to sort of, you know, have a societal effect. But yeah, the big difference we're seeing right now is how are we going to keep the Pfizer stuff cold? That means the two things are going to be distributed in different places. It's looking like right now. So is having more than one vaccine make it through the approval process a good thing? It's a great thing in all kinds of ways. Yeah. I mean, it just each one will have strengths and weaknesses. Uh, and so that helps because it's all kinds of people are getting sick, right? Uh, they are uh, reporting some early results too, suggesting that uh, the vaccines are effective in all age groups and all ethnic groups that they're seeing in the trials, which is really encouraging considering that people have been really hurt, uh, you know, in the pandemic. The thing you'll see is that, okay, the the Pfizer one, we have to keep cold and we need to disperse it in thousand vial lots all at once. Okay, it goes to the big medical center in the middle of the city. The Pfizer one we can do at the pharmacy. Okay, that goes to your small town pharmacy and that's where you get it. People won't know which one I'm getting probably. It'll just be like, hey, we got shots. You belong in this essential group. You come down and, you know, at this time and get it. It's not going to be like a supermarket where you have to pick out the vaccine flavor that you're getting. <laughs> That's funny. I'm just imagining us going to the supermarket and you're like, I want the grape flavored uh, COVID-19 vaccine. <laughs> you will see the, the, the bro culture doing that, assessing that, you know, but uh, for normal people, it'll just be like, you're a nurse, come down to the medical center and get it on Thursday at 10 p.m., man. All right. All right. Well, that's good to hear. So, Dan, you know, a lot of people were a little cautious about a vaccine coming too soon because they thought it was going to be too sped up and that we shouldn't trust it. But should people feel pretty good about these? They seem pretty scientific so far and safe, right? Oh, right. The, the encouraging thing is that the FDA bucked up against Trump. Like Trump was clearly pushing for this thing to get approved. And there were people in his administration who seemed like they were very interested in that. And that made a lot of people in public health nervous, you know, because the administration has shot his credibility on these matters by, you know, approving hydroxychloroquine and you know, wanting to pour bleach in people and things like that. This is not the person you want making this choice. In public health, though, it's, it's clear that the career civil servants at uh, FDA said, hey, man, no way. They um, are requiring this extra two months of safety data from these clinical trials, which are still ongoing. And that is a really reassuring thing. They've sort of gone above and beyond the regular requirements for an EUA, which is really, you know, it looks good. <laughs> so we won't know, though, until we actually see the safety data. So like, you know, I'm not saying like rah, rah, rah yet. You know, I'm saying let's see the data. It's sounding really good, though. So that's encouraging. How can we not be encouraged by them saying like, wow, this thing turned out to be twice as effective as we expected? 
All right. And do the scientists know how long we can expect to be protected under these current vaccines that are rolling out? We have no idea. This disease has only been around for you know less than a year, and so the time actually has to pass. Uh, there are some indications that could mean that it'll be more effective. Um, the key one is like you look at people who got sick and see how long they had antibodies, and then you look at uh, people who got the vaccine and you see you look at their you know immune system response, and if it's bigger or better from the vaccine, then that says okay, it's going to be uh, more effective for longer. But the the truth of the matter is, is we have to wait and see. We might have to take this vaccine every year, like the flu. Okay, and now the most important question regarding these vaccines, how soon until the general public will get them? It's starting to look like April. Oh, wow. It's really looking like they're going to authorize, I should be careful in my language, they're going to authorize these vaccines in December, and that'll go to healthcare workers. That's about 20 million people. That's a lot of people. You know, that's 40 million doses, because these are two-dose vaccines given about a month apart, um, that they got to get out there in the pipeline that doesn't exist right now. So that's going to you know, be six weeks to, you know, eight weeks, 12 weeks, you know, that takes you into January. Then you got uh, people at nursing homes, other essential workers, you know, you're into February, then another more vaccines come online. The thing starts to widen, you know, more vulnerable people, people with diabetes, heart attacks, uh, heart disease, rather, I should say, uh, people at high risk. But your average Joe, you know, your uh, 27-year-old uh, woman with no symptoms that makes her more likely to uh, have severe disease, you know, you're looking April, June, uh, sometime in there when it comes to your town, depending on its capabilities of your state and, uh, d- you know, how well things go with vaccine manufacturing. This morning, Moderna said, hey, we might have uh, a billion doses or we might have 500 million doses. We, we can't be sure. We're pretty sure about the 500 million for next year. But, you know, the billion eh, is still kind of a reach. I mean, like, that's a pretty big swing, man. You know, <laughs> like, so so uh, when we say April or June, bear in mind that we're talking about you know, 500 million dose differences here in the swing right now. All right. Well, Dan, thank you so much for walking us through um, this complicated news, ups and downs. It's, here, it's know, great. The cavalry's it. coming, you know, like wear a mask, like don't make your parents sick at Thanksgiving for God's sakes, you know, just hang on. And, you know, you, it's, it's not a good way to die. So, you know, people should take the good news as like a sign to like buckle down, even though it sucks, you know, for a few more months. All right. Well, thank you so much again, Dan. You bet. That's it for today. Join us tomorrow when we're talking about some very controversial Thanksgiving food opinions with Top Chef alum Carla Hall. And remember, Ryan Gosling is the one person in this world that actually deserves being on People Magazine's cover and has not been. <laughs> Be sure to subscribe to News O'Clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you go for your sound stories. And please take the time to leave us a rating and a review. It helps us figure out what you like about the show versus what you love about the show. And remember to set your alarm so you never miss an episode of News O'Clock. Enjoy basketball, soccer, and all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using bonus code CHAMPION and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. Plus, when you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, and daily boosted odds specials. Download the BetMGM app today or go to BetMGM.com and enter bonus code CHAMPION and place your first wager risk-free up to 
to $1,000. Now you're winning with the king of sportsbooks. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. and Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. What's up, what's up? This is Robin Dixon, co-host of Reasonably Shady, which has just been nominated for an NAACP Image Award in the Outstanding Arts and Entertainment Podcast category. This is so big for Giselle and I. And of course, we must thank all of our fantastic listeners. But we need your help. Visit vote.naacpimageawards.net to vote for Reasonably Shady. That's vote.naacpimageawards.net. But don't wait. Voting closes on February 5th at 9 p.m. Eastern. And make sure to listen to Reasonably Shady every single Monday on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Hey, Lethal listeners. Tig here. Last season on Lethal Lit... You might remember I came to Hollow Falls on a mission, clearing my Aunt Beth's name and making sure justice was finally served. But I hadn't counted on a rash of new murders tearing apart the town. My mission put myself and my friends in danger, though it wasn't all bad. I'm gonna be real with you, Tig. I like you. But now, all signs point to a new serial killer in Hollow Falls, if this game is just starting, you better believe I'm going to win. I'm Tig Torres, and this is Lethal Lit. Catch up on season one of the hit murder mystery podcast, Lethal Lit, a Tig Torres mystery, out now. And then tune in for all new thrills in season two, dropping weekly starting February 9th. Subscribe now to never miss an episode. Listen to Lethal Lit on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts.